I remember a mentor of mine was at our home and he was he was just walking in our home and he saw a closet and he told us a story about him and his wife. Uh, he said, um, I've been telling my wife now to, she has a lot of shoes. And he says, I've been asking her to organize her shoes in such a way that allows me to put my clothes in the closet. <laughs> and so I'm laughing at him as he's sharing that. And I'm like, man, like, when did you tell her that? And he's like, I've been telling her for 20 years. <laughs> and it's just, it's chances it, it, are. <laughs> yeah, it, it just highlights the point that there are things in your marriage that requires your patience. Mm. And I think slowing down um, and, and, and trying to empathize with where your spouse is, particularly if this is just a, something she's walking through, that's going to take time yeah. to be patient enough to journey with her through that process. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Rod. And this is Kai. And welcome to Married in in the Middle. We have been married for 18 years. We have four amazing kids and a dog named Appa. This podcast is about helping marriages flourish through the challenges of the middle years. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Rod. And I'm Kai. And welcome to Married, Married in, in the, the Middle. middle. <laughs> oh, I'm introducing the whole thing. Okay, my bad. <laughs> so we are in season two of season Married in the two. Middle. So honored, so excited about that, that we were able to come back with season two. And this entire season is going to be based on the topic of emotional intelligence. And we just felt that that was... Um, one of those topics that kind of branches off in so many different directions um, and can relate so well as it, um, as you think about marriage, especially marriage in the middle years, where uh, things like emotions can be so unpredictable and, and difficult to kind of manage. Um, so the topic of today's uh, session is recognizing your spouse's emotions mm-hmm. in the middle years. Yeah. So. And that's 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 uniquely challenging uh, to. Couples that are going through different challenges, different experience, your 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 plates are full um, and only getting more full as mm-hmm. the days go on. And so how do we slow down uh, to recognize where our spouse is? Have you ever had pillow talk or had some quiet time and asked this question, where are we? Yeah. Uh, trying to locate where we are, how we are how we're interpreting where we are, what we're feeling, what we're expressing. A lot of times those things go unexpressed. Yeah. And so when they go unexpressed, how do we begin to read and interpret where our spouse is? Now, again, if you have not seen the previous uh, episode, I want to encourage you to go back, listen to our episode on where you find the strength and power to do that. We are clear and unapologetically saying the strength for us to do this Hard work is found in Christ and in Christ alone, mm-hmm. and we make no, we pull no bones about that, right? Mm-hmm. And so we just want to encourage you now, um, what are some things that need to be done for us to engage with each other this way? Yeah, so this episode is, um, the, the last episode, We it was kind of heavy based on, on a particular scripture, um, uh, but this episode is more practical. We want to give you just some practical tips on things that you can be considering, you can be thinking. Um, as you're considering your spouse's emotions. Um, and it's healthy, I think, for us, because a lot of times we 
we can read our spouse's emotions, but we we misread them because we just come kind of come to our own conclusions. Mm. You see a certain face or you see a mode that they're in and you're just like, oh, okay, I see where I yeah. see where we at right now. Yeah. I'm gonna stay away <laughs> for yeah. the next hour and a half. Um and we we misread and we miss the opportunity to uh really engage and uh intimately with that person. And so I think understanding like doing the work of understanding one another's emotions um and how that plays into how they feel and you know their day and the season of life that they're in it brings a sense of oneness i think because when when you're engaging in my emotions when i can see that you're making an attempt to uh kind of assess where i am it makes me feel like i'm not in it alone like you yeah. care and that i'm loved right. um but i think that um, there are times, even for us, where we can sense each other's emotions and we're just, we're kind of bulldozing right over it. <laughs> like mm -hmm. We got, you know, we got to get through this day, so yeah. we're just going to bulldoze right over that. And I think that we, we miss a, a lot in that. And so, yeah, we're talking about some practical ways that you can um, kind of s get a sense of, of where your spouse is. No, that's good. I don't think any of these things are going to be like mind-blowing new things, but sometimes just the awareness and hearing it again yeah. is, is good for the heart. Yeah. I think when we talk about marriages and uh, how well we get along, we, we think about the things that we have in common. And so we may think of our physical attractiveness to one another. Um, that's physical. Or we may think of our intellectual attractiveness to each other. Uh, but rarely do we think about our emotional intelligence. And I want to just, mm. again, read this definition by Daniel Goldman. Uh, emotional intelligence is the learned ability to perceive, understand, and express our feelings accurately and to control our emotions so that they work for us and not against us. Hmm. And it starts with really trying to understand where we are and then understand where our spouse is. So today we'll talk about just understanding where our spouse is. Mm -hmm. our spouse is. So... Um, the first part we're going to talk about is we're going to call this observation or what do you observe? Mm -hmm. Our second part we'll talk about is how do we serve? So a part of this is watching, um, analyzing, paying attention mm -hmm. to where your spouse is. And then the second part will be like, will we'll help you see what you can do uh, to engage your spouse that way. So mm -hmm. that's good. So with observations, um, we just have a few a few of them here that that we wanted to talk about, um, and a lot of a lot of it is just with your eyes what you see what you perceive. So things like facial expression, um, do they have, you know, tension in their eyebrows or do they look stressed? Um, you know, you know how your how your spouse looks when they are not in a normal state. So how, what is their face? Um, and based on their facial expression, um, you know you could get a sense of what needs to happen next. And again, right. we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but also body language. Body language is huge because a person can be saying, I'm fine, you know, nothing's wrong. Maybe they're not opening up yet or they're not ready to open up. Um, but what is their body language telling you? Maybe they, you ask, are you okay? Is everything good? But every, they say that they're fine, but everything about their body language says otherwise. You know, maybe you go to touch them and they, they withdraw from you or, um, you know, just physically far from you or um, kind of tense. You can notice, you notice that their, their body language is tense or dismissive or 
may be completely shut down? You know, what is their body language telling you? I'm going to say this as a way for us to frame this. This is something that we are, uh, we are observing. We are not interpreting. Uh, these are indicators, not right. determining aspects of where this person actually is. Because until we investigate, we don't know. Right. Right. And so their body language could be saying they're upset, but it may not be saying they're upset at you. Right. Right. It could be something that happened at some other point in their day. Or their facial expressions can be showing anger or mm. disgust, but that's not pointed towards you or to the kids. So you want to observe without trying to play the judgment. inspector yeah. gadget mm -hmm. and come to a, a full conclusion on where they are and then approach them saying, I know you're this because you did that. Like yeah. that's, that's unhelpful. Yeah, and so, so many landmines, I think. So yeah. many blowups happen for that reason. You making assumption that this person is feeling this or internalizing it. It always comes back to you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's really not even about you. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. And then next we have tone. And so tone is um, how I say what I say. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're paying attention, uh, you can tell where their tone falls flat. You can tell where their tone gets elevated and argumentative mm. and they you hit something in the conversation if they become really defensive. And so this is this plays a part as well with analyzing the words. What a what is your spouse word choice that they're using to describe what they're trying to describe in their emotions? And so the overall the overall perspective is you're doing the work of observation and reading your spouse, not just what they say, but how are they saying what they say. And so that takes that takes a lot of patience in in a marriage where you may have had a long day, where you, you're going through your own stuff that you're working through. And then to have to pay attention to what your spouse is saying mm -hmm. is hard work, but it yields an incredible benefit because what happens is that is that spouse is experiencing being heard by you, mm -hmm. being seen by you, uh, taking into account how much you must respect them and care about them to listen to their body language. So if, if, if something is happening, my face is down, I don't know why my face is down, and she walks by and say, Rod, uh, you look angry or you look depressed or anxious, everything okay? And even if there's this tendency to front like everything's okay, mm -hmm. here's what my heart is saying. Oh, she sees me. Yeah. Oh, I'm 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 putting off this this perspective into the room with my family, with my kids, with my wife, and she sees it. And I think yeah. that's important. Yeah, it is. And this sounds like a lot. I mean, if you think about the course of a day, if you could even pick up on one or two of these things and you don't typically right. pick up on those things, I think it makes a huge difference in how you approach your spouse. Maybe you have a whole list of things that need to get done, women, mm -hmm. you know, um, a whole list of chores that need to get done or, you know, errands that need to be run. Um, but maybe if you can sense that, that this is off, then maybe you would consider bringing it up a little bit later or checking in with him before you unload. Um, so even picking up um, on a couple of these things can can make right. a big difference. No, that's good. That's good. And now we're going to jump over to how do I how do I serve your spouse? So 
you see something, body language, tones off, um, word choices is, 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 um, is off. What do I do? And this is where we move from uh, looking and observing to, to diving deeper into understanding where your spouse is. And the first thing I want to encourage everyone to do is ask questions. Mm. Questions uh, are do, huge. Don't assume you know. You don't know. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I Listen, I've been with him long enough. Every time his right eye squints <laughs> a little bit, he lying. You know I'm his daddy was just like that. He li- oh, And so we started putting daddy. together <laughs> these stories as if we know when you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. You know, sure. and so uh, first encouragement to ask questions. Can you tell the time where you have found asking questions to be pivotal in your understanding of where I am or maybe there's another story that you can get that comes to mind? Yeah, I think um, it still is pivotal for me, you know, That's because good. my um, my tendency always and still now um, is to assume when I see if you're tense or if you're uh, seemingly anxious or angry, I automatically assume that it's towards me. Um, and you know, early on in our marriage, I would just try to fix things. I'd try to do things better or uh, try to be more accommodating without even knowing what what was really going on in your heart. And I think that over time that became exhausting for me. Mm. And that wanting to fix it kind of switched to anger. And so I could see you in a mode where it's, you're seemingly upset or anxious or frustrated um, and assume that it's towards me, but instead of trying to fix it, I'm then angry. Now I'm angry at you for being angry at me, and I don't even know for sure if you're angry at me. I have no idea what's going on in your mind and in your heart. And so I think when it, now asking questions helps me, that tendency of mine, you know, kind of pushing it to the back and, and being intentional about asking those questions um, helps to set, set things in perspective. And it could have been something at work. It could have been something during the drive and picking up the kids. It could have been anything. And I think you telling me what's going on um, helps to frame my, my, my mindset. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Another one when you talk about serving is being patient. This is the Achilles heel for Rodney Wilkinson. I hate <laughs> waiting um, thank God we know, for we know. <laughs> groceries that del- are delivered to your house. Thank God for two lines in a drive-thru as opposed mm. to one. Thank God for oh God. Chick-fil-A that starts the order way back early in the line. So they the created all of this for you. Is to be exactly <laughs> who else would they create it for? But just this idea of patience, man. Um being patient enough with where your spouse is. Even if their emotional response is something you are weary of hearing, mm. could sometimes you, could you go a no, that's bit good. Into that? No, I think there are times where you could be in a marriage and your spouse is here, and some time lapse, and they're here, and maybe they're they're going to be here for a while. I remember a mentor of mine was at our home, and he was he was just walking in our home and he saw a closet and he told us a story about him and his wife. Uh, He said, "Um, I've been telling my wife now 
to she has a lot of shoes. And he says, I've been asking her to organize her shoes in such a way that allows me to put my clothes in the closet. <laughs> and so I'm laughing at him as he's sharing that. And I'm like, man, like, when did you tell her that? And he's like, I've been telling her for 20 years. <laughs> and it's just... It's, Chances it, it, are. <laughs> yeah, it, it just highlights the point that there are things in your marriage that requires your patience. Mm. And I think slowing down um, and, and, and trying to empathize with where your spouse is, particularly if this is just a, something she's walking through that's going to take time yeah. to be patient enough to journey with her through that process. And so yeah. I think that's one of the ways that we are we are discovering where our spouse's spouse is, yeah, and that we're willing to be be patient with her and whatever yeah, that is, or him so, or whatever. Sometimes that is. that's really, you know, it could be um, a season of deep emotion. Like maybe it's grief, maybe she's experienced mm. grief or burnout, um, mm. and that takes time. That yeah. and and it can be frustrating hearing that over and over every day. Um, how, how was your day, or how are you feeling? Um, and it's kind of the same story. And you almost sometimes want to shake that person like, all right, it's time to move on or it's time to get over this particular thing. Maybe it's a disappointment because something didn't go the way he or she planned. And you just kind of want to move on already. Maybe it's infidelity. Maybe it's infidelity. Yeah. And that happened. And there's this assumption that we're we're good now. Right. We're, we, I we're repented. We're moving on. Right. And we're, we should be, be able to move on. We talked about this. Right. Right. And especially things, an injury like that doesn't heal overnight. Yeah. Especially if you're not acting in a way that demonstrates you have learned from the mistake that you've made. Right. And again, that's why getting a third person in on it is so helpful that's and huge, yeah. encourage counseling and so on and so forth. Because hopefully the counselor is helping you understand mm -hmm. you need to be patient in this. And what you think may take three weeks may take three years. Yeah. Uh, are you willing to be patient in walking with your spouse through that? Yeah, I can I can remember a season where I was pursuing a certain career. And, um, I, you know, initially it seemed as if the doors were flying open for me. And I just knew it was God. I knew, I knew God was leading. And I was... Um, overcoming things that I had always heard would be so challenging. Um, and so I was on this kind of path. And, you know, uh, after some time, some doors started to close. And I don't think I was ready for those doors to close. And so I kept pursuing yeah. and pursuing and pursuing. And it w wore me out completely. And I think that the day that I realized um, it was time for me to move on, it, I was devastated. Yeah. And that devastation probably lasted a strong, like a solid year. Yeah. And I, I can remember days being so sad and um, so low. I hate that. Not that I think back on it, like I hate uh, that I uh, had to experience that, but it was such a, uh, it was such a time of uh, drawing near to the Lord and him yeah. comforting my heart and me understanding that like Rodney can't be the one to mm -hmm. fix my problems. Um, and just walking with the Lord, but I, I can recall being really low some days and you sometimes looking completely like, I don't know what to do. to do. And, um, you know, some days I could get a sense that maybe you wanted us to move forward. And, um, but that was, that was hard. Yeah. And, and I think you handled that graciously. Um, but it was, it, 
some seasons are just like that. Yeah. So patience can be in the day to day, and it can be seasons of life. And I think the you know next thing we we'll talk about is non judgmental. Mm. Um, we are one. We are one. Um, but you have a story, and I have a story. I have a calling. You have a calling. And God has us where he has us. And the speeds, the speed of that calling may not be the same. Mm. What he may be doing in my life may take longer right. to develop so into yeah. what he's calling me to do. And if, mm-hmm. and if you are constantly judging your spouse, um, not observing where they are, and then not serving them well with patience and being non-judgmental and asking questions, you are assuming you know. And the truth is you probably don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the non-judgmental piece is so important. Let me not compare my life to theirs and think if I can do it, why they can't do it. Mm. Um, and understand that God has them on a unique journey that he's called me to be patient with and serve and encourage. Mm-hmm. And I may have to speak hard truth, but how do I do that in a way that builds up and not tears down? Right. Um, I think that's so vital. And I think people are going through different things, dealing with different losses, different griefs, mm-hmm. different challenges. And if we don't, if we don't know how to come alongside and help, it, it's going to be a struggle. I remember a couple who were doing fine and then they had a child and the wife got postpartum very hard. Mm. And that season, probably a year, was a def- was the defining point in their marriage into mm. where there was always a struggle after that incident. And I think sometimes the crucible of a season and how we navigate it can speak to the whole legacy of our marriage. I think I may have said this in a previous episode, but it's not what we do on the straightaways. It's what happens in the turns that affects the direction of our marriage. I think having emotional intelligence is so important. Uh, We we, we get our degrees for our, for our, uh, you know, our mental intelligence and we, we work out for our physical intelligence, but we don't do enough work for our emotional intelligence. Mm. I think these things are, Incredibly helpful. Yeah. The next one is active listening. Uh, I think active listening does include um, asking questions, so they kind of um, mm-hmm. can go hand in hand. But, um, you know, reassuring your spouse that you are actually present, that mm. you're not just a physical body that's there, but that you are present with them in it, empathizing with what yeah. they're going through. Um listening, hearing them, not cutting them off, um, because sometimes what they're going through might be you. (laughs) You might be the problem. But being able to stop and listen and ask questions so that you can get a better understanding um, of where that person is, kind of being in their shoes to feel what they're feeling and experience what they're experiencing. I think that's a good kind of picture of what what active listening um, is. Yeah. And And then finally support. And that's being present. That's being helpful um, and encouraging your spouse in that way. And then lastly, we just want to encourage you as some as some takeaways as you guys think through this. Um, man, have open, honest communication. 
be honest with where you are. Yeah. Um, this is going to take practice. So don't feel, oh, I mastered the, the tone uh, observation or, <laughs> you know, I got asking questions down. I, like, I already like to ask a lot of questions, so that's just what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, practice, practice, practice. Um, maybe on your next date night or time away or time you guys are engaging or pillow talk, put some of these things we learned today into practice. Um, and then we want to encourage you to pray and pray for your marriage every day. Pray for your relationship. Ask for God's help. Yeah. Engage with God about increasing your emotional intelligence. And then mm-hmm. finally, if you need help, get help. It's um, okay. Get help. Uh, if you need to speak with someone, speak to someone. Uh, anyway, we can serve you. We'll love to serve you. Um, our contact is is below under this video or under this podcast that you're watching. So we just want to encourage you to to engage with each other wisely as you engage with the way you feel about your spouse. Okay. Well, that's all we have for you guys for this episode. Stay tuned for our next episode. Um, as usual, we ask you to like, subscribe, like, subscribe share, share on your on all of your platforms. You can send it to loved ones, people who you think could really benefit from it. Um, And we appreciate all of it. Love you guys. Praying for you guys. And if you would like to support our podcast and help us keep producing content like this, you can see in the link a way that you can support our podcast. So we'd love for you to do that as well. All right. See you when I see you. Peace. Peace.